0: The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Proverbs chapter 13 this morning, as we continue uh, through, we'll be in Proverbs 13 just for a couple more episodes as we go through this time. And so Proverbs chapter 13 this morning, and uh, we're going to look at again one verse. One verse that has got such a great principle that we're going to go through and uh, look at some other scripture as well to look at a great principle. And it really comes down to the area of God's great gift of friendship. Uh, Friendship, associations, things of that nature. Let me go ahead and read the section, the verse in Proverbs we're going to evaluate and and unpack today. And then uh, we'll give some introductory thoughts. Proverbs chapter 13 verse 20. The Bible says, He that walketh with wise men shall be wise, but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. Now, in this verse, it specifically talks about who you walk and associate with, ultimately will establish who you become. If you surround yourself with wise people, people of wisdom, people of great character, that is, those are the kind of people you will become because you're influenced by the people you are around. If you choose to spend time with fools, you are very likely uh, going to become like that, and then obviously destruction follows as it does with the foolish so uh, we want to look a little bit at this. Let me, let me give you just introductory thoughts. I think friendship is absolutely necessary, and it's needed in our day, and God created it for a purpose. In Acts 2.42, God gave four pillars of the local church, and one of those was fellowship. There is a great need for friendship, uh, for associations, for encouragement, for accountability, and things of that nature through uh, associations with others, through companionship. So we think it's very, very important, but there are also there's some warnings in that. So l- let me just start with this. We understand that there are going to be different levels of friendship. Uh, one person put it this way, uh, there are associations. And so like everyone in church is churches so- you're in association with, you're all part of the same Christian family, the same church, and they're a part of your association. Hopefully you will love them and treat them well as part of the Christian family. Family, but they're not all going to be your best friends. And so there's association. And then friends, you're going to spend a little more time with friends. You have a you know that are a little closer. Then there's close friends. Close friends, you're going to spend even more time with. You're going to go out to eat a little more. Spend time with each other's families. Uh, maybe uh, so, uh, talk a little more. Spend, uh, share a little more information. Then there's what we call best friends. These are ones that you're gonna start sharing some deeper struggles. You're gonna ha- how you're gonna pray, you know, you're gonna spend more time in encouraging each other, they're gonna know more about you, and vice versa. Now, here's one thing that's interesting to understand as you move from associations, friendship, close friends, best friends, please understand that you're going to the higher that level goes, the less people will be included in that group. When I think of associations, I have visited churches. Um, I don't know people well, but I would associate with those people and enjoy spending time with them as we have Jesus and Christianity in common. So there's going to be a larger group of that. Uh, well, those I would consider closer best friends, there's only a few of those that uh, would be in that tighter circle and that's going to be true for all of us. That's not right or wrong. Actually, as we'll look today, there's a great reason in levels of importance behind that. So let's go back to this verse where it says, he, anyone that walketh with wise men, wise women, wise people shall be wise but a companion of fools shall be destroyed. So we see the great influence that your associations and your companionship brings to you. Um, So let's look a little bit And I've written down, uh, I have five things, five things that I've written down about the aspect of friendship, associations, companionship that we have here. Let's just go ahead and break these down a little bit. The first one is obviously that I have down is the need for friendship. Each and every one of us need levels of companionship, friendship, people we can talk to and just relax, being alone. And some of us are, are more comfortable um, being alone, we're a little more introverted. I mentioned Sunday that my natural tendency is more of an introverted tendency. Although you say, people say I'm outgoing, my wife makes fun of me, that I'm always talking, I talk too much. Um, that is part of the gift. You know, When God called me to pastor and work in ministry, he gifted me, Uh, with a love for people. And I do love people. I love spending time with people. I love hopefully encouraging people and just laughing with them. And so when there's a chance to get together at a restaurant or church or my home, I enjoy that very, very much. But I am perfectly comfortable by myself in a room. And by the way, there's a level of necessity behind that. This morning, I spent most of my morning in my office alone, studying, praying, reading. If I were somebody that had to be around people a lot, that'd be complicated. So my my personality is one way, but I'm gifted and I enjoy that time. But there is a need to say, well, I'm an introvert, I'm okay alone. That's dangerous. So there is a need for friendship. Proverbs eighteen twenty four, the Bible says, "...a man that hath friends must show himself friendly. And there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother." Uh, So please understand, man. if I'm going to have friendship, people say, I don't have a lot of friends. Now, by the way, uh, hopefully all of us in church would be encouraging and helpful to others, but there's a truth that we need to understand. If we're going to have friends, it starts with us being friendly. We need, you know, it's not all about everybody coming to me and saying, well, let's be friends or, you know, however you want to put it. I need to be willing to talk to other people. You know, I've had people throughout the years, I've watched, most. you know, we hear this more in youth group, you know, someone sits in the corner and no one ever talks to them. Everybody's so mean, no one talks to me. I'm like, well, do you talk to them? No, they're not nice. So it doesn't, I can't expect people to be kind to me if I seem to be rude and offstandish in the corner, don't want to participate. One time years ago in youth group, we were training the teens, hey, and include new people. And so somebody came in that we all knew, but they were a little more uh, shy and they came in and, uh, remember, I'll never forget, five, no less than five or sixteens. Hey, come out, do this. They went to the gym, hang out with us, go play this. And this, st- this student kept saying, no, no, no I don't want to. And you know, just kind of shut them all down. Adults tried to pull them out. It was an organized activity. No, 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 no. And then later that week, I got a call from the parents saying how rude people were to their students. And I ex- told them what I'd seen. Uh, we We have to Uh, We have to be friendly. So there's a good point, but there's a need for it; We need it Let me tell you two things when I need to have friends. That also means I need to be a friend Uh, I need people to encourage me which means others need me to encourage them So there is the great need for friendship number two. There is the strength of friendship Uh, There's a great strength a friendship. Um, I specifically think of the idea of David and Jonathan when you study the Bible. David and Jonathan had a friendship. And it's, by the way, it's a very unique friendship in the aspect that David had been anointed king. Remember in in historical days, in, in Bible days, same scenario, same timeline really, um, Saul was the king, which means just by the way it should work in dynasties, Jonathan was the next king. It's just the way it should have been. Jonathan was the next king. But God had removed Saul and made David the next king. If anybody, I mean, Saul had a right to be frustrated, but he would be king until he died. If anybody had a right to feel like he had lost something and been frustrated and anger, it would have been Jonathan. His throne had been removed from him. Yeah, it was the result of Saul, but anybody, you've watched it, anybody could have blamed David. David was the one that you could have said was stealing the throne from Jonathan. Yet somehow, Jonathan obviously was more godly had seen, had understood the premise, but had created a friendship with the one stealing his stone. Think about the type of friendship that had to have been. And I, I tell you, I just, I've always been appreci- appreciated what Jonathan must have been like. If you study the life of Jonathan, you're gonna find that a man of character, a man of strength, a man of courage, um, but just his friendship with David said an awful lot about who he was, and I've always appreciated uh, that friendship and that association together. But When we look at that, uh, there is a great need and there's a great strength in friendship. There's a great strength because someone can say, hey how you doing when you're hurting, when you need someone to pray with, when you need someone just to talk to. Uh, There are certain people in my life, I look at my wife and then I think of my father, those two specifically. If I'm really struggling, you know they don't really say anything to eliminate the problem. I don't call, I talk to my wife or my dad and the problem disappears but there's something about talking to them that it helps me and then they just understand that it literally helps release a lot of the tension and struggle I'm having. Uh, There's a great strength in friendship. Number three, we understand that friendship had. There's a transparency in friendship. Amos chapter 3 verse 3 says, Can two walk together except they be agreed? If you are going to create, remember we talked about these different, there's associations that work to best friends. The closer you get to somebody, the more that person reveals about you. Let me explain what I mean. If I get around somebody who is just a very critical person, they're constantly criticizing, they're, you, you know they're going to complain about something, their lips are moving, you know that kind of person. And they're, the moment they walk in, man, they just bring the tenor, they bring stress into the room, they're just always critical. They're smiling and they're nice about it, but they're just constantly critical. If you get closer and you find yourself, man, I like this person, that says a lot about you. Because can two walk together except they be agreed? You get around a compulsive liar that says a lot about you. You get around a critic or a negative or things of like that. You're going to find them. You get around somebody who loves God and you, hey, I like that. You're going to find, you get around somebody who's divisive It says a lot about you, a lot about the current heart. So please understand that uh, who you spend your time with says a lot about who you are, who you go to. If you get around godly people, and mm, makes you uncomfortable. Well, they're just judging. We have a lot of reasons behind it, but if being around somebody who wants to walk with God makes you uncomfortable, and please, we'll talk about this Sunday night. If you are a godly person, you should be the most loving. You are not. You shouldn't be judgmental, but there are some that is no great in this matter, no matter how gracious they are. Some people, I don't know, I want to be around that. It says a lot about their heart. Uh, so who you, um, who you spend a lot of time with will say a lot about who you are. We used to say this all the time. into when school would start. Uh, you get to know a lot about a new person by whom they spend time with. Uh, and that is so true in college. It's so true at work. It's so true in church. Uh, it's just true across board. Who I associate with says a lot about who I am. Then there's also the effects of friendship. So we talked about the need, a uh, strength in friendship, the transparency. There's also the effects of friendship. In Psalm chapter 1, verse 1 and 2, it says, Blessed, the word blessed literally means happy, fulfilled. Happy is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. So he says there's three different levels even of this negative association. is a man that walketh not. Uh, you're not really close to him, but you begin to walk with him, nor standeth in the way of sinners. Now you're, you're, you're standing and you're listening. You don't just catch him in pastoring, or sitteth in the seat of the scornful. Now you're participating in it. If you hang out with the wrong people, you will be driven to the point where today I would never do that. I just want to love them. And then a year from now, or two years from now, or six months, him now, you're participating with it. That brings emptiness and pain and, and you lose a lot of what you used to be. Uh, the effects of friendship, the wrong type of friends will cause grief. We go back to Proverbs 20, thir- excuse me, chapter 13 verse 20. He that walketh with wise men will be wise, but, he, but the companion of a fool's shall be destroyed who you spend time with will establish who you become the effects of these friendship and so if you want to be wise you want to be godly you want to be sweet you want to be kind you want to be somebody that like a barnabas that just helps other people spend time with people like that you want to be critical and angry whatever spend time with those it will establish who you become the effects of a friendship uh, and then let's go and finish with what I, I it's a little bit of a different finishing point but I have the fifth one as the closest friend. There's a friend to stick as closer than a brother. That is Jesus. And that is the friend. By the way, a lot of times we find our identity in our associations, our friends, who accepts us. Can I encourage you that your association number one should be found as a Christian and, and accept the fact that Jesus loves you no matter what? That's how your identity should start in Jesus. And then from there it develops out to those who um Who love jesus now please understand you can get around people the bible talks about hypocrites and pharisees who want to act a certain way and sound super spiritual but they're just hypocritical you don't want to be around those people anyway you want to be around people who love jesus who are humble and love people and are genuine that's the kind of people you really want to have in your life you want to affect and influence you and your family Uh, be careful who you allow to go in and then be careful how you influence others we're all gonna make mistakes we'll have bad days and good days so may we get things right keep moving forward but here's the key member in Psalm 1 what is the happy man but his delight is in the law of the Lord and in his law does he meditate day and night simply put if I want to be happy and fulfilled it It's not just who I stay away from, it's who I'm around, but who I influence. And my my delight starts in the Word of God, and then God will give me wisdom as how I treat others and how they, in turn, who I allow to influence me. May we choose wisely, may we be good friends and encourage others and always be those that are encouraging people and edifying others. And Sunday night I hope you come because we're going to talk about something interesting. The last two verses of James 5, or basically James, talk about what it means to um, kind of deal with people going the wrong way. How do you do it It, it, without judging, loving, um, without being critical? What, What does he really mean by that? How do we do it without it being negative? And so it'll add a little bit of help here. So I hope you'll come Sunday night. Join us for the praise service. Join us for a time of testimony. We're going to open the floor Sunday night. encourage you to come and just give testimony. Uh, we'll give you a microphone and give you a chance just to, and we only do microphones so people online can hear you, but just to share how God's worked in your heart. And we'll uh, continue with our children's story and then a great time in God's Word Sunday night, 5 o'clock. So hope you, if you can make it on property, 10 and 5, we hope you will. And we look forward to a great time fellowship we are planning to do lord willing our baptism sunday if we can get the those two that were planning to get baptized ready Uh, we found the leak i think we fixed it i think and we look forward to maybe a great time of baptism on sunday we love you thanks for spending this week with us i hope to see you sunday then hope to again you see again monday as we continue uh, in god's word in time of devotion and a great opportunity just to encourage each other and to be uplifted by god's word we love you hope you have a great weekend and a great time Sunday as we worship God together. Uh, we'll look forward to seeing you next time. God.